Welcome to the Mom on Purpose podcast. I'm Laura Johnson, and I'm here to teach you how to get out of your funk, be in a better mood, play more with your kids, manage your home better, get your to-do list done, and live your life on purpose. With my proven method, this is possible for you, and I'll show you how. You're not alone anymore. We're in this together. so good to talk to you today. Welcome to the Mom on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Laura Johnson, and I love being able to get on this podcast and to talk with you about things that I am so crazy passionate about. So it's really fun. I do have a request or a favor to ask. As you've been listening to these episodes, if there has been something that's resonated with you, a particular episode, maybe, maybe the overall theme of the podcast, please go and scroll down. If you're on an Apple phone, scroll down to the ratings and review section. Um, and please tap to leave a five-star rating and also a couple just sentences, just a short review. What that does is I love being able to do this. I'm so crazy passionate about it. Like I said, And there's also the algorithms that exist in the universe. (laughs) So wonderful and so beautiful. So I can put all this goodness out and I can get so excited to tell you all about it. But other people like you will not, other moms like you won't be able to find it. And the ratings and reviews are how they actually find the podcast if they're not already familiar with me. So if you would be willing to help me with that so that we together can help other women have everything that you're learning right now, all the goodness that's here in this podcast, um, so that they too can live their lives on purpose. So again, on um, an Apple phone, you can scroll down to the ratings and review section. It's very easy to do it right there. Um, I believe on Spotify, you can, you can't post a review. You can leave a rating though. Um, And I'm not real familiar with the others. So I'll keep looking into that and let you know. So last time in our episode, we talked about setting up our to-do list and, and being able to put it into like a results list and then having our tasks that we are going to be accomplishing as a way to get those quick wins, as a way to keep ourselves moving. We also talked about our anti-list and why we need an anti-list every time we make a to-do list, because no matter what we do, our brain will always layer on more. It's like, as soon as our brain wakes up, I'm like, oh, she's doing some things right now. It's like, and while you're at it, why don't you clean the baseboards? And why don't you declutter the entire kitchen and all of those things? Those are not bad things, but sometimes when we put those on our to-do list, we keep seeing these big daunting things on our to-do list and it's always growing instead of shrinking. And so we keep ourselves in feeling discouraged, like we're not getting anywhere. And so with that anti-list, what we're doing is writing down things that we choose not to do today or not to do this week. It doesn't mean they can't be done at some point, but put them on the anti-list as I choose not to do that right now. It's what's going to make it so much easier and better for you. So there will be times once you get all of that, you know, very clear and you're, you're crystal clear on that, 
where there, there will come a time where you will be paralyzed. I call this the, the to-do list paralysis that we experience where you look at it and it's like you're, it's like all the blood has gone out of your body and you're sitting there numb staring at this list. Like, I can't even get up off the couch. How am I supposed to do anything on this list? And it just feels so daunting. That's what I want to talk about today is how do we get out of the to-do list paralysis because it will happen to all of us. Now, remember when, like in those first episodes where we talked about, like our circumstances are neutral until we have a thought about it. Once we have a thought about it, then it creates this feeling inside of our body and we start acting or not acting based on how we're feeling. So the reason why I wanted to first mention that is it's very important to remember it's not your to-do list that's causing you to feel paralyzed. It's the way you're thinking about your to-do list. Very big distinction. Once you get clear about the way you're thinking about your to-do list, you stay in control of that. And then you can start processing the emotions and everything tied into that. So when you're th- when you've got your to-do list and you're feeling this to-do list paralysis, I want you to be very aware of what's happening happening in your brain. When you are aware of what's happening in your brain, you have a couple options. The first is kind of to notice it like, oh, okay. Yeah. I hear, I, I see all this like chatter that's going on. Like I'll never get it all done. I never get my, like, I can't get these things off of my list. Like there's kind of this chatter. You have an option at that point. You can collect that as like, oh, this is the gold. These are the patterns that are happening in my brain. Or you can see it and be like, oh my gosh, I believe it all. <laughs> okay. We don't really want to dance with it. We just want to be aware of it. And then you can start like scooping it up almost like, oh, these are the thoughts that are always going to come up after I get my to-do list written out because this is the part where I implement it. And that gets really challenging. And that goes back you know, to the decision-making cycle that we've talked about in the past. And so at this point, what we want to do is be really aware of what's happening in your brain. That's what I want you coaching yourself on. That's what I want you to know that every time I'm in paralysis, these are the thoughts that are happening in my brain. It doesn't mean it's fact. It's your perceived reality. So I know for me, the second I move into to-do list paralysis, because I'm human and I still go there, that's something that still happens for me, is that there's usually two thoughts. And I have, and I've seen in my clients, there's, there's different variations of these thoughts as well. The first is, I got to get this done. I got to do this. I got to, it's always like, I got to, not I have to. Well, that's, that's another one. That's like another version. Like, I have to do this. I have to do that. But it's always, I gotta, like, that's my brain's pattern. It's so funny. It's like G-O-T-T-A, gotta, like I make, my brain makes up its own words all the time. But that's where I get really clear that when those thoughts start to trigger, I move into a very specific energy. That's what I label. And, And again, when we talk about emotions, like I personify my emotions, I call it my Ernie energy, where I imagine this like cartoon looking type character in my brain. It's got red hair that's on fire and he's running around trying to figure out how to put it out. 
That's honestly what it feels like is happening in my body. Like there is a fire that's raging and I've got to put it out. And I feel all this pressure to like get the fire out. That's what I call earning energy. And so once this pressure, like I got to get these things done, I have to do this. Once that pressure starts to increase and I can feel my, my body starting to heat up, my natural body system will be to shut down. Once it shuts down, it cools the fire off inside of me, but then I'm in shutdown mode and that's where the paralysis starts to come in. And so when I get to that point, it's so important for me to recognize the thoughts that I have about my to-do list that I gotta, I have to, I should be, you know, all of those are, they're all like everybody has their own flavor of that. I want you to know what your flavor, what your pattern is for your own brain and recognize that if that pressure starts to build inside of you, it may feel productive. You may feel like you're getting things done until you don't, and then you're in paralysis. So it's this constant like running and then stopping, running and then stopping because your body is trying to get out of that pressure and it will shut you down. That's where the paralysis starts to come in. The other thing that I also know, uh, before I talk about, you know, the shifts that I use, the other one that I know, like my pattern within my brain that will always send me to, to, to the to-do list paralysis is that when I get panicked that there's stuff everywhere, we've got little kids we're, we're my husband and I both work. He works a lot. Uh, like we're always on the go and things just start getting cluttered over time. We're going to talk about that later on how to like reset systems and, you know, how to keep a, a clean functioning house. But I know when we've had like a really busy week and there's stuff everywhere. That's, that's the thought that my brain offers to me. Every single time I think there's stuff everywhere, I start to feel that pressure on like, I gotta, I gotta get to it. I gotta clean it. I gotta do this. And I shut down. It's literally within a split second that I will feel that pressure jump up and then I shut down. And then my body, all of a sudden I'm, it's like stagnant. It's like, it's paralyzed. Just, you know, what we're talking about. So there's a couple of very specific shifts that, that I've used with my clients. I've used with myself and I want to offer them to you to try them on. Now, when we're looking at mindset shifts, there may be thoughts that, that I share with you that feel so good to my body that your body will outright reject. That's okay. Like, just be aware of when that happens. Like, I had a client um, just the other day where I was talking to her and I offered a thought that felt really good to me. And she's like, oh, no. Like, and she just started crying. She's like, that thought just trigger something in my body so that it's like, great, that's not the thought. Put it to the wayside. Okay. So as I share these mindset things, I want you to be thinking about how it feels in your body when we're coaching one-on-one real time. That's where it gets very different, where you get to, you start recognizing your body and, and you start finding these thoughts for yourself. But in this format where it's a podcast, I am going to offer you some of the things that work for me and what I've seen work for my clients, but I want you to take responsibility and find what feels good to you because what we're trying to do is move you out of that pressure, out of that earning energy and out of that shutdown. 
And so we're not all the, all of a sudden going to start thinking positive thoughts about the crap around our house. Like nobody wants, nobody wants to think about it. Like, yeah, I'm never going to like the piles in my kitchen. I don't want to think positive about that, but I also don't want to be in shutdown. So we want to move the needle of the, the emotions a little bit away from, from the shutdown to like more of a neutral positive or, you know, just more like a neutral place where we can spend time there. So one of the thoughts that I have is that when I start thinking, I got to get this done, there's always this, this little tiny whisper that I might not get it done. And there's this little bit of fear. And so what I found for myself and what I see with my clients is, is we have to remind ourselves that I always get things done. It may not be the full to-do list. And that's what your brain will say. I'm like, oh, but this item's been on your to-do list for two months. Yeah, that's okay. But look at what you do get done and you can start checking off and seeing, oh, I have a hundred percent success rate of getting out of bed at some point during the day. I have a hundred percent success rate of ensuring my children are fed. I have a hundred percent success rate on whatever it is. Like I always find a lot of pressure, like when I'm traveling and I'm getting the family packed up. And I always think I have a hundred percent success rate of getting out the door and having bags packed may not always be on the same timetable that I think it should, but my success rate for getting out the door is 100%. And so when I start moving to that energy, I have to remind myself on, I get things done. That's just who I am. And I have to find evidence of that. Otherwise my brain will forget that. So that's the first shift that I make is like really seeking that evidence on the things that I have done and currently do all the time that I don't give myself credit for. That goes back to our very first episode of like learning the skill of celebrating yourself. So then the second shift where there's like, there's stuff everywhere and my brain wants to freak out about the stuff. I have to neutralize that where I'll kind of look and I'll take, you know, a quick count of the things that are on the floor, for example, and say, okay, there are items on the floor. I'm going to count the items. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There are 10 items on the floor. See how different that is? Like the, the, the thought on like there's stuff everywhere versus like there's 10 items on the floor. All of a sudden it's like, oh, that's not so bad <laughs> versus my brain's being like, it's everywhere. It's all yelling at me. Like it wants to panic about it. Okay. So that's where I start making those shifts. For me, if I say the word stuff, I immediately go into shutdown mode. That's one of my patterns that I have. That's why we want to, you know, see these patterns and scoop it up because then that's where we start coaching ourselves. For me, if I say there's items on their counter, there is a stack of papers that need to be addressed. Suddenly it's very different than there's stuff everywhere. So I want you to be really onto your mind and what's happening here so that you can start making these little tiny shifts to start moving the needle of your emotions to get you a little bit out of that shutdown mode and more to a neutral space. So what that's going to do is that's going to address the shutdown so then we can look at the paralysis. And I'm going to put those in two different camps right now, okay? So once you start clearing out some of that shutdown, 
then we start looking at that paralysis and how we start creating motion around that paralysis. So, and I'm, I'm sure you felt this at some point where you're like, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to start waking up every day. I'm going to do this. Like the hardest part of anything is always getting started. And we know that when we're looking at like big goals, for example, we forget that when it's like this tiny task on our to-do list, it doesn't matter if it's big or if it's small, you're still going to have that like that initial, you got to put the object in motion. And it's where I really came up with this was when I was thinking about like Newton's law of motion, like an object at rest stays in rest, an object in motion stays in motion. And so when I started thinking about that, like with the to-do list paralysis that I see in so many of us, that's where I really started thinking, okay, the hardest part is to create motion. So what we want to do with our to-do list paralysis is to create motion. I don't care how small it is. Just remember an object in motion stays in motion. So when you're in paralysis, our job is to create motion. So the very first thing I'm going to teach you three steps to create motion to address your to-do list paralysis. So the first part is to close your eyes and to put your hand on your heart. We've done this before. This kind of goes back to like the skill of celebrating. Like what you're doing is you are connecting with your soul when you do this. It's, it, people can do it. You can put your hand on your arm if you want to. Like I, I don't really care what it is, but for me, there's something specific. When I put my hand on my heart, it's like reminding me that that there's more to me than my physical body. There's my soul that, that lives inside of my body. And so when I put my hand on my heart, I start whispering to myself in a very loving way. I'm not trying to strong arm myself to get up. It's like, okay, girl, what's really going on here? And then I just stop and listen. And oftentimes my soul will really speak on like, I'm really struggling today. Like I, I really am having a hard time with this area of my life. And in that moment, I can acknowledge and validate myself on like, yeah, that is actually hard. Thank you for sharing that with me. So I have this list that I, that I want to get done. How about we do it together? And, and suddenly it's like this, this connection, like I'm not alone anymore. I'm still me. It's still, but suddenly it's my physical and my spiritual start working together. We we've got this, we're in this together and okay. Yeah. Let's actually stand up. So that comes to the second step. So the first step is to close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and start whispering to yourself, like talk nicely to yourself. The second step is to open your eyes and stand up. It's very critical that you stand up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is the part where we're creating motion. I am expert at sitting on the couch, opening my eyes and being like, ah, that's nice. And then I don't do anything. (laughs) Okay. So it's important for you to actually physically stand up because once you do that, you're already putting your body in a place where it naturally wants to move. You rarely stand up and then just stand there, right? Like if you are not, if you're paralyzed, you're almost always sitting in your bed or on the couch or on the floor at the counter, you know, something like that. Very rarely are you just randomly standing up in the middle of your room. 
And once you stand up, you have a natural desire to start creating motion with your body. So at that point, that's where this third step comes in is I want you to scan for the quickest win that you can do. This may or may not be something on your to-do list. This may be like, oh, remember those 10 items on the floor? Here's one item I'm going to pick up. And then you think, okay, what's the next quickest win? There might be another item. Oh, what's the next win? There's this dish I can take from the table to the sink. What you're doing is you are putting yourself in motion. The moment you go into motion, you are already out of to-do list paralysis. And from that spot, it's natural to start moving and start doing all the things that you need to and the things that you want to. So at that point, I want you to really watch what your brain is doing. What will happen most often is that your brain will say, well, it was just one thing. Yeah, you're right. It was one freaking thing. You did it. (laughs) Okay. So that's a first, like, that's a good thing. Like we're not going to discredit the work that you're doing. But the second is I want you to be really, like really aware of where your brain is thinking about like working hard. We have an identity of like being hard workers. Like we want a good work ethic. We want to instill that in our children. So when we do one thing, it, isn't quite in alignment to what our identity around being a hard worker is. But what will happen is if you don't give yourself credit for the one thing that you picked up, because it goes against your identity of being a hard worker, that's where the pressure will come back in and you will go back into that to-do list paralysis and in that shutdown mode. So what we want to do in this moment is we want to reprogram your beliefs about what it means to be a hard worker. A hard worker can be doing quick wins. You can be a smart worker. You can be looking for those quick wins at all times. Once you start doing one thing and the next thing and the next thing, you will get more done in five minutes than when you were thinking about like, I got to work really hard, but you're stuck in shutdown mode on the couch. One thing is better than nothing, right? And so as you're creating this motion for yourself, always be on to what your mind is telling you. Being a hard worker also means finding the quick wins and doing them. A hard worker also means working really smart. You may have a basket of things that you're putting everything in and you're moving around the house with you. You're working smart so you're not bouncing all over. All of these things are available to you, but your brain won't be able to access them if you're working from pressure and shutdown and paralysis. Find those quick wins. Okay, so I'm going to review this In order to overcome to-do list paralysis, there's three steps. The first is to close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, and start talking nicely to yourself. The second thing is to open your eyes and stand up. The third thing is to scan the room and find your quickest win and go do it. That might be one thing. That might be one dish, one toy, one sock. Do that quick win and find the next quick win. That is what will get you out of to-do list paralysis and into motion. 
that motion you once you're in that it's like a, a snowball rolling down the mountain all of a sudden you'll find yourself doing more and more and more without the pressure and the stress and and the earning energy suddenly it will feel very positive for you to stay in this motion because remember an object in motion will always stay in motion so there is that for you. Next time we're going to be talking about creating our list of decisions we're avoiding. I love being able to talk about our decision-making process and how we go through that with the items in our home and how that starts to reflect on our to-do list. So practice, you know, really getting clear on your to-do list, practice your anti-list. Now you've got one other thing, you know, one other tool in your tool belt that when you start recognizing when you're in that to-do list paralysis, you can bring this out and recognize, oh, it's very simple. There's just three steps to get out of this paralysis. Have a wonderful day. I will talk with you next time. Thank you for listening. Please share, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that together we can live life on purpose.